Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. How you doing, everybody? Casey Ryan here again for another episode of The Cutting Room Floor, a little podcast that I started to showcase any entertainers and creative types from all walks. I like to say, if you've got a story to tell or a project to sell, then I want to hear from you. Uh, the easiest way to get a hold of me is on Twitter. You can ask anybody that knows me. I'm well engaged on there, at Cutting Room MRB, or you can hit me up on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cutting Room MRB. Uh, quick thank you as we do at the top of the show to The Wolf, who acts as my announcer. You can listen to him and his dear wife, Susan, every Friday night uh, from 8 o'clock until midnight uh, Eastern Time, right here on the Mix Radio Network when they do the Live from the Morgue show. Uh, I always have uh, fun hopping on there once in a while. And, and uh, you know, it's sort of a reality comedy series is what they position it as. They just get a group of interesting people around the table and talk about whatever's on their minds. Uh, so, again, check that out. And also, thank you to uh, Michael Cardillo, who... Uh, wrote that jingle for me and I make sure they give him credit every week um, put out a call for it and an hour later I had one free gratis and for nothing and and uh, Michael what can I tell you it's a really cool layer to the show so thanks for letting me uh, you know get played on every week so uh, so the reason that you're listening to this now or downloading it later is I've got two great guests on the show and it's always a point of pride when somebody wants to come back and and um, you know these are the people that I affectionately refer to as my repeat offenders club you know they're, they're, they're gluttons for punishment to some extent but also quite frankly I'm self and I get to talk to cool people more than once. Um, and they don't get much cooler than, than, uh, than Zach Lepofsky. And, and I'll, I'll tell you why. He actually was a finalist. Uh, he's a prolific filmmaker, former child actor, uh, an entrepreneur. So he's done a lot of different things. Uh, but he was also a, a finalist on, uh, in, for my money, one of the most underappreciated uh, reality shows on TV that I got really, really hooked on, uh, called On the Lot, and, which was basically... Uh, Sort of a um, sort of a grudge, for lack of a better word, it was a very very intensive uh, sort of week to week competition between filmmakers where one of them would get eliminated and and uh, you know Zach made it pretty far into that contest. Zach, how far was that? You were down to the top. Yeah, I got in. I was the I was came in fifth. So out of the twelve thousand that <laughs> that tried and then kept narrowing it down to. 500 then 50 then 20 then 10 and i made it 50 you made it all the way to the okay so yeah i mean i, I thought it was pretty far you know I, yeah but uh and that was a lot of fun i remember watching that and, and uh I, I got hooked on that good 
but he uh, he's also done some work on the, the Leprechaun films, and, and he's got a couple of other projects coming down the pipe over the course of the next year and a half or so that I'm going to be talking to him about. Uh, but the last time he was on here, uh, a couple of years ago, was uh, to talk about a, um, an app that he developed called Shotlister, which was for uh, filmmakers. So we're going to get an update on that, and he's also got a new product that he just recently launched as well called Script Speaker. So without further ado, the coming room floor proudly welcomes back uh, latest member of my repeat offenders club, uh, Zach Lepofsky. Zach, how are you? Very good. Thanks for having me back. So, uh, you know, for, for the people that, that didn't necessarily catch the first interview, what exactly were you setting out to, to accomplish when you, um, when you came up with the, the uh, Shotlister concept specifically? Yeah, when I made Shotlister, it was uh, just as I was making my very first film. My first, uh, it was actually a TV movie, and I was, you know, learning how I've always done shot lists for my shorts, but when you're doing a feature, you have thousands of shots, and kind of, I was very shocked at the time to realize there was no kind of way of dealing with that. Most people just used Excel and printed out shots and kind of tried to figure that out on the fly as they went but the problem is as we all know on a on a shoot everything is changing every second and what you need to get in the amount of time that you have is a constantly changing target and uh paper is just the worst way of doing that because you're kind of scratching stuff out you're writing in the margins you're trying to do math to figure out if you have enough time and as i was doing that i just kind of was like wow there has to be a better way of doing this and it was right around the time that the ipad was coming out uh, or just had just come out. So, yeah, we developed an app that uh, kind of does two things. It's it's uh, designed to be the best way of building a shot list, so putting in all the information and customizing it um, just exactly to uh, all the specifications you need for your shoot. And then the real kind of secret sauce of it is uh, something we call live mode, which is basically while you're shooting your shoot day, um, it knows uh, how long you thought each shot was going to take and how much time you have left and so it gives you this kind of live feed of how much you are ahead or behind and allows you to quickly change things instantly just with the flick of a finger now now uh, i'm gonna interrupt you just for a second because this is you know as as an outsider and as a movie addict for lack of a better word sure uh, you know the shot listing was not a term that i had heard quite frankly, until I met you, right? So, <laughs> yeah, and no, and, pretty, and, uh, and, I, and I, and I, you know, and every once in a while I come across a piece of vocabulary that I had never heard before, and it's proof that there, I mean, I, as much as I think I know about movies, there's always something else that I could be learning. So, <laughs> sure. so, so in, in layman's terms, what exactly is shot listing? I mean, this sounds yeah. to me like you're, um, for lack of a better inventory, taking a, for lack of a better analogy, I should say, taking an inventory of, of the things that you're photographing? or, or I guess... Yeah, I mean, basically, when you have a scene, um, the, the good directors have, a pre- have prepared what they want to shoot. So, you know, there's obviously going to be the wide shot, and there's going to be a close-up of each actor, and there's going to be other things, you know, like... You want a really close-up of when he picks up the cigarette, if that's really important, or when he places the bomb. So you're basically listing each of the shots that you want to get in the scene. Um, And that's really important because you need to know in which order you're going to do them um, so that you can tell everyone on the set, okay, first we're going to do this, then we're going to do this, and then we're going to do this, so they know when to have each thing ready. 
um, either the actors ready or the props ready or the if one of the shots is a big explosion when the explosion's going to happen. Um, and one of the other really key things with a shot list is uh, when they're scheduling a film, they often schedule it based on how long the scenes are in page count. So they'll say, this is a one-page scene, This is a, and they divide it up into one-eighths. So they'll say, this is a two and two-eighths scene, for example. Um, and the reason that that's important is when you're kind of getting a sh- shoot together that's a feature film or even a TV show or whatever, you try and make the same amount of pages per day so that your workload is kind of even. Um, so you're going to shoot five pages every day. Uh, theoretically, that means you've evenly distributed the amount of work. But um, what can happen is that uh, one page can be very simple and one page could be very difficult. There's like a, a famous line in the Lord of the Rings script where it says, they go down the stairs. And it ended up being like a seven-minute action scene where the stairs are crumbling and they're jumping and they're being shot by elves. <laughs> like, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there can be a lot of complexity, and that really is only demonstrated in the shot list. If it's one-eighth of a page and it says they go down the stairs, but it has a hundred shots, you know it's going to take a lot longer to shoot than if it's one-eighth of a page and it's just got one shot of a guy walking into a building. So the shot list is kind of like the the list of all of the shots that are going to be done. But what happens every single time is the director uh, lists all the things he wants, but then there's never enough time to get it all. And that's kind of where the app comes in, is it gives you a tool to kind of visualize what you want to get with how much time you have so that you can be making sure to get the most important stuff um, when you have the time rather than rushing at the end when you don't. No, no, uh, yeah, I mean, this to me seems like a tool that, that almost... Um you almost wonder why it's one of these things that you almost wonder why nobody had actually thought of it beforehand. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, in, in a it's weird one of those kind things of way, that right? most people say they don't know how they used to shoot without it. Like when you, before what you would basically do is just kind of guess with your experience, having shot a lot, you'd go, okay, well it generally takes about this amount of time to shoot that type of thing. Um, and then as you're shooting it, you're just kind of guessing, well, there's about this much work left. And the more experienced you are, the, the easier that is to do. But one of the tough things is with film crews, everyone's meeting for the first time every project. And so unless you're working with the same people on exactly the same thing, how long things take changes on every single project um, based on the actors, based on the shots, based on the lighting, based on the crew, like all sorts of things. And so... Yeah, in the past, basically, there's the assistant director, which I'm sure you've heard of, which is kind of the guy who um, kind of runs the, he's kind of the, in charge of the logistics of the set, making sure everything is arriving on time and moving at the speed that it's supposed to move and all that. And it was his job to kind of estimate how long things were going to take. Um, and the more information that person has, the better it is they can do their job. So, so, so it's kind so, of a tool. Yeah, for so, that. sort of like a, a floor manager, if you will. To, yeah. To make sure that or like a stage manager. Stage manager, in, in like yeah, place, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now you, you've been at this for a couple of years, right? Because I, I went looking back in my yeah. Notes. Actually, this is been. our five year. This month is our five year anniversary. Five years, really? Yeah. <laughs> that long. Yeah, we just um, released, which was a big deal. Uh, we just. Over the last five years, you know, it's grown from just an, a thing you could have on your iPad to your phone to then we added Android. And just recently we added um, Mac OS, which has been a huge success. People really love the ability to kind of build it on their computer and then send it to their phone. So that's been a huge um, 
kind of a, a really big uptake, and we've seen a lot more users because of that. Yeah, and, and you don't know, and uh, I would imagine, like, uh, you, you and I discussed this offline, but you actually have managed to develop formats of it that can be deployed across platforms, right? Yeah, it's really difficult, <laughs> as we learned, but because our app has to work offline, because people could be shooting on the top of a mountain without any internet. So right, right. Our, our it has to be coded for each pro, each platform's language, uh, basically from scratch. So it's a lot of work um, to kind of make it run natively and across platforms, on every platform, without the internet. <laughs> and also one of the other things that's been tough is we've been at it for five years, so just programming language has changed a lot in the last five years. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's, um, that, that's the one thing about, uh, you know, from what I know about, I mean, I'll, I'll admit that some of my background is in IT, and, and uh, you know, it, it, it's almost a, a vicious circle to some extent, because just when you think you're at the finish line, the technology changes again, and, you, <laughs> you know, you've got to do a whole level set to make sure that you... You compensate for the latest speed of the uh, the technologies. I remember when I was in university, there's a, there's actually some kind of law in computer science that says the amount of information that you can get on a single computer chip or microprocessor uh, doubles every yep. 18 months. And yeah, Moore's law. Moore's law. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's see, my university well, the, education. The really is funny off. thing about so. Moore's law, which I love, um, is exactly what you said. It, computer processing power doubles every 18 months, which is exponential, but What's really funny about it is that all the companies that make computer chips, like Intel and you know those types of companies, they use Moore's Law as almost the benchmark of where they have to be. Otherwise, their competitors will beat them. Right. right. And so it's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy because they're all using that as kind of <laughs> their, their benchmark of where they, of where their H, you know, develop. I mean, people have to get the technology, and it kind of makes the technology there by the time they get there. So, so tell me about uh, you know what's gone on in the in the last couple of years since you and I have spoken. I mean, have you developed sure. new features, or uh, you mentioned the, the new yeah, releases the main thing, platforms? But uh, main thing was the new platforms. But we've also built um, a whole uh, backend for syncing, so that you can um, share your project with your crew and sync it all to them on any platform as you're shooting so that anyone who has um, the app can basically see the current plan as it changes live, which has never been able to be done before. So anywhere in the world, as long as they have internet. So, you know, the people at the office can be seeing where they are in the day or the people at the trailers can see how long till the next scene, that type of stuff. Um, so, so it's all real-time information exchanges, basically, right? Yeah. yeah, and it's it's different than how the the film industry traditionally has been pretty closed as far as that type of information. People tend to hide that information and not want people to know uh, how things are going, whereas I've found on my shoots anyway, the more transparent you are and the more you have the free-flowing of information, the, more, the less problems there are because people can get ahead of it or be prepared. Um, so it's a bit of a shift in the mentality of how things have been done in the past, but... Okay, now um, I'll, I'll throw a question at it yeah, that that uh, that just kind of came to me. But but you sure. mentioned that that there was a lot of uh, a school of thought that that uh, you know some people didn't really like the exchange of information and yeah you, know, you wanted to clamp things down. But I mean I know that there's a lot of security on sets too. Um, yeah. Is there a concern, or have you taken into consideration any kind of security features that would protect? 
Not yeah, necessarily. Totally. I mean, you know, pe- pe- people from the outside taking a peek and say, knowing that somebody was working on a new, you know, superhero film or something like that, that, that yep. they could prevent them from knowing exactly what was going on in any one given time and, and prevent any kind of leakage of information. Sure. Yeah, I mean, all of our data is stored on the Amazon servers. So they're as secure as the Amazon people make them, <laughs> basically. Okay, um, and, you know, they're basically the biggest server company in the world. I don't know if people know that, but Amazon has servers all over the planet and almost all companies use them as their as their kind of backdrop. Um, and so we're basically as secure as the biggest companies like Dropbox and that type of stuff. Um, and then the other thing we have is if you're project is on our server um, and you delete it we hold it for 30 days and then completely erase it and the reason we do that um, is basically sometimes people delete projects by accident um, and email us in a total panic (laughs) that they've just deleted all their work (laughs) and they don't have a backup Um, and so we we leave it up there for 30 days and then completely erase it so that if the server ever did get um, compromised you know through amazon only the last 30 days worth of content would be there. Which can be, uh, I mean, that can, uh, in a way that's good, but in a way that can also be, you know, the. I mean, considering as how some of the, the speed with which some of these projects get shot, I mean, a month is a yeah. lot too, right? Sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's kind of the, it's definitely the, the danger of online existence is um, you're kind of exposing yourself. Um, but also there's a huge amount of, benefit that comes from it too so i mean the app you don't have to use um if you want to just trade files uh you can import them and export them from the app manually so you don't have to use the back end to share stuff if that was a concern so you could always um, keep basically the projects as local projects so you have a new product out right now yeah we just launched a new one called yeah it's called script speaker and that's for basically turning scripts into mp3s so you can listen to them like a podcast so for people that enjoy listening to podcasts and that type of stuff who also have a lot of scripts um that they need to listen to either because they're um, actors or directors or executives or whatever um, or even writers um, you can basically drag your script into there and uh, we've partnered with acapella which is one of the best voice computer voice companies in the world and we've um, added a whole bunch of kind of algorithms in there to convert the script into something that is listenable because scripts have a huge amount of formatting and abbreviations and stuff that if you just directly tried to transcribe it, it wouldn't sound like anything because all the INTs would just say int and <laughs> like all the characters would just have a name, like a word, their name before their line and it wouldn't be separated. So basically it converts the script so that it's a good listening experience, basically. So, okay, now I was going to ask that because, uh, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm the kind of person that was dealing with or has used, you know, sort of first-generation GPS devices in my car, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And sometimes they, uh, I mean, let the, let's face it, call it for what it is, you know, the results were somewhat laughable, right? Sure. So, so <laughs> how fluid... Or yeah, I mean, non- I would say how, say non-mechanical does the voice sound when when you're you're actually listening yeah, to it? Yeah, it's better than Stephen Hawking. It's it's more in line with you know Siri. So it's like you can understand it, but there's not a lot of emotion there. So um, you definitely, as you're listening to it, it's not as good as someone 
reading the script to you, but a lot of people love using it on their drive to work every day. Like in LA, if they got to do an hour drive each way, they can listen to a script every day. No, no. Um, I mean, are are you dealing with ocular recognition or like, uh, are you, you know? No, it does it um, two ways. Either if you have a PDF that has, um, that isn't an image, but has the actual text within it, um, then it, it kind of breaks down the PDF and turns that into a script. And then, or if you have um, access to the fount- uh, to Fountain, which is a kind of open source script format. Um, so you can convert uh, a lot of different things into the Fountain. Uh, it's kind of like a, an open source uh, unowned language for scripts. So basically anything can be converted into Fountain and then you can drop that into. So if you have the PDF because someone sends it to you, you can drop that in, and if you have the script file, you can use that as well. And it's good that you, uh, I, I would imagine that, that this has been um, somewhat more of a fluid release for you in the sense that you've already got a, an established customer base from Shotlister that, yeah. that that would be a prime market for this, right? Yeah, I mean, it's been really interesting seeing the types of people that enjoy it. Um, some of it are the creative types, and some of it are more the executive producer types, um, which we ha- uh, which we haven't been accessed through Shotlister. Um, so it's been really interesting to see how different people use it. Like some some are people like writers who want to hear their script every day, every draft, and some are people that have never heard the script before. So now I, I'm just thinking of another possible application for this. Have you ever thought about maybe marketing this thing to book publishers that, that wouldn't necessarily have a lot of time to read manuscripts? That, that uh... sure. I mean, there are already a lot of ways that you can just kind of turn text into voice. Um, but and there's a lot of apps that do that. And the the kind of specialty thing that's happening here is that. If you try and do that with a script, it doesn't really sound, it's not really comprehensible. <laughs> I see. Okay, um, right. And so Fair a lot point. of what we're doing is the actual converting of a script into something that sounds like, uh, like, for example, it'll if if it said Ryan, it would say, Ryan says, hi, how are you? Um, so that, uh, rather than Ryan, hi, how are you? Like, which wouldn't really, <laughs> you know, make any sense. Um, yeah, so you're, you're, so you're including things like stage directions and things like that. And, and, right. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. All right. Okay, great. Uh, now, I mean, apart from all your great entrepreneurial work, I, I know that you're, uh, you're still busy as a filmmaker too, right? Yeah, I've been doing um, kind of both worlds. I've just finished shooting for a year and a half a TV series. Um, that was my first time. Uh, being involved in TV, we just did two seasons of this Disney show called Mech X4, uh, which is a very cool kind of Pacific Rim style action adventure show with kids. Um, and before that, I, I did the um, adaptation of Dead Rising as a feature film for Legendary. And right now, I'm getting ready to shoot a little indie that I wrote. Oh, really? So, okay. Uh, yeah. Is there anything that that you can tell us about the uh, the the indie that you wrote? Yeah, it's an v- incredibly cool script I've been working on for a few years. It's called Freaks, and it's um, the basic premise is a girl who's grown up in her house her entire life, um, completely uh, alone except for her dad. And her dad has said, if you ever go outside, people will kill you. And so at first she's never kind of questioned that, but now she's starting to wonder if that's true. And as she's kind of starting to get older, 
And at the end of the first act, she finally leaves the house and then discovers that he was telling the truth. But because she's different than everyone, people want her to die. And it becomes kind of a really interesting kind of family drama slash thriller uh, based around this little girl kind of through her perspective, just like Room or Beach of the Southern Wild. No, I, you mentioned Room. That was one of the ones that, that one bothered me, but I can't stop watching that film. <laughs> that, was really, that was really something else. You know, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a really cool, interesting kind of... It has a sci-fi twist as well that gets revealed. So um, it's kind of like a little genre sci-fi contained drama. It's very cool. Uh, so what kinds of things are you actually doing to market uh, script speaker and things like that? Have you taken it out to market? Have you taken it to trade shows or things like this? I, I... Yeah, we've been to a few developer conferences, um, but mostly we've been targeting... Um, just the creative people that would use it um, and through social media as well as through sponsorship of certain things like websites and podcasts and stuff um, just to kind of get the word out and um, see what people's response to it is. Mm-hmm. It's pretty new so we're just and it's different than an app because this one's um, a website where you log on and, and upload it. You can also access the site through your phone to listen to it. Oh, but the, okay. All right. the, so it's a different kind of animal because unlike a, an app um, a website we can continuously change every day, basically. Um, as people use it, we can learn from it and keep updating it. So that's been a really interesting learning experience. So, like, um, I meant to ask you this because you've had a chance to do, you know, at a relatively young age. I mean, you've had a chance to do a lot. <laughs> Right, I mean, you've yep. acted, you've produced, you've written, you've, you've, <laughs> you've been, you know, a, a you know a competitor on a major filmmaking contest and gotten really far, and, and you're a successful entrepreneur. I mean, there's not a lot of people that can lay claim to that. Uh, <laughs> and I say well, that when you put it that way, sure. Well, it sounds cool when somebody else says it, right? <laughs> you know, that's what I always say when I get interviewed on other people's shows. It says well, it sounds a lot cooler when when somebody else says it. Right? Yeah, it's just felt like a slog on my end, but. Yeah, that sounds good. But but uh, is there any part of it, and, you know, I realize that um, this is kind of a loaded question. I'm asking you to choose between your favorite children, but, but is, <laughs> is, is, there, is there any part of it that brings you the most satisfaction, whether it's the entrepreneurial type stuff or whether it's the, the creative stuff and, and sinking your teeth into a property? Yeah, I mean, the, they're different, different satisfactions. My main love is... is making movies that's the main thing i love doing and that's the thing that um you know fuels me but it's really interesting like when you work on a movie you work for you know a year or two to try and just get to the point where you're making the movie and then you're on set for 30 days if you're lucky and then it takes two years for that movie to come out so <laughs> like sure. the process of actually making the movie is this very kind of a small window but that's kind of the ultimate you know reward is the, is those 30 days um on this tv show i was doing i i was ma- shooting a lot more because you're shooting many many episodes so i actually got to practice the craft of directing and being on set much much more than i ever have which was really really rewarding and working with people for much longer term because by the time you're when you're directing a movie after the second week or third week you're finally kind of getting up to speed with everybody and then you're done whereas on a tv show you can really um, be with people for months and months and really just kind of hone the team and hone the craft and really start doing some really special stuff. Well, yeah, and then I mean, the, the yeah. app stuff on the other end is just a different satisfaction. You know, it's I've always been a nerd. I've always been a tech geek. 
uh, from the very beginning. So being able to kind of build something tangible that is in people's hands that you can continue to craft, you know, that's kind of the tinkerer side of me, the inventor side of me that um, is really rewarding because on the film side, the experience of making stuff is really rewarding, but it's kind of a one-way medium. Uh, you kind of create stuff that has no tangible kind of ness to it. It's it's just media, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> which then people consume, and it just kind of goes out into the world, uh, which you have no control over. Whereas this is something I'm physically designing the buttons and figuring out how they're going to use it, and then people use it and tell me how they like it, and then I get to change. You know, so it's this kind of two-way feedback of an invention, which is a very different experience, but also very satisfying. Uh, we have to kind of tie this up here, but, but uh, Zach, first of all, thanks a lot for coming back. This was great fun to catch up with you, and I'd, I'd be happy to have you back anytime that you like when you get further along with Freaks or great. any of the other projects that you, you want to talk about, all right? Thanks. Well, thanks for all your support. So where can people go to learn more about what you're doing? Sure. Um, for Shotlister, you can go to shotlister.com or um, at shotlister on uh, Twitter, and we're on Facebook as well, and script speakers, scriptspeaker.com and at Scriptseeker on Twitter. Well, again, thanks a lot, Zach. Uh, you know, two great tools if you're, uh, you know, a seasoned veteran to the business or if you're, you know, uh, an up-and-comer and you're looking for something to, to give you a little bit of extra help and stay organized. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about the uh, the Shotlister app specifically, and it was cool to hear about the Script Speaker one too. So, Zach, thanks for your time today, all right? Thank you. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break. Uh, uh, hopefully, uh, I think I might be facing a bit of a schedule and conflict here with my uh, next guest, Mark Edward Lewis, uh, but he should be by in a few minutes. But uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a quick break. We'll uh, get on a plug for the morgue. Uh, Jason Hadley is going to give you another dose of the Hollywood rock and wrap up, and then because it's the Tonys, I'm going to play a show tune or two, and we're going to kick it <laughs> off with Alice Cooper doing a take on Andrew Lloyd Webber's uh, Jesus Christ Superstar uh, doing Herod's song here. So. Uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. All right. And let's go over here. It's the Hollywood Rock and Wrap Up with your host, Jason Hadley. Jessica Alba's The Honest Company was forced to pay out $1.5 million after customers complained their soaps were not as all-natural as the company advertised. Desperate to protect their image, a corporate spokesperson had this to say about the manufacturing process. It was beautiful. We were selling rich women their own fat asses back to them. A 2 Chains album release party was shut down when the number of guests exceeded the building's maximum occupancy. For our younger listeners, once upon a time, there used to be these things called albums. Embittered Kardashian baby daddy Scott Disick's planning to bring down the reality TV family with his upcoming tell-all book. Willing to sell out his ex's family, Scott's book should really be an extension of himself. So expect the book to be wire-bound so it too has no spine. And that's the Hollywood Rock and Wrap-Up. Follow us on Twitter at Rock and Wrap-Up. Jesus, I am overjoyed to meet you face to face. You've been getting quite a name. 
all around the place. Healing cripples, cute trick. Raising from the dead, ooh. Oh, and now I understand your God. Well, at least that's what you said. So you are the Christ, you're the great Jesus Christ. Prove to me that you're divine. Change my water into wine. That's all you need to do, and I know it's all true. Come on, King of the Jews. Jesus, you just won't believe the hit you've made round here. You're all we talk about, the wonder of the year Oh, what a pity, if it's all a lie Still I'm sure that you can rock the cynics if you try So you are the Christ, you're the great Jesus Christ Prove to me that you're no fool Walk across my swimming pool If you do that for me, then I'll let you go free That was uh, Alice Cooper noodling around with some Andrew Lloyd Webber. Uh, we're trying to get uh, Mark Edward Lewis on the line, but until then, uh, again, because it's the Tony Awards tonight, I'm going to be playing a few of the, uh, the songs that I like from some of the plays that I've seen. Uh, so I think this time I'll call up uh, the notoriously infamous uh, Richard Burton and uh, perpetual... <laughs> Uh, perpetually inebriated Richard Burton uh, singing Camelot in 1978 and I'll have that right for you right now you need a website after I get rid of that ad uh, just give me a quick minute here why not do it yourself why not do it with yourself? Wix you can create your own professional website choose from It's true. It's true. The ground has made it clear. The climate must be perfect all the year. 
A law was made a distant moon ago here July and August cannot be too hot And there's a legal limit to the snow here In Camelot The winter is forbidden till December And exits March the 2nd on the dot By order summer lingers through September in Camelot 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 I know it sounds a bit bizarre But in Camelot Camelot That's how conditions are The rain may never fall till after sundown By eight the morning fog must disappear in short, there's simply not a more congenial spot for happily ever after in than here in Camelot. a person falls, but in Camelot, Camelot, those are the legal laws, the snow may never slush upon the hillside, by 9 p.m. the moonlight must appear, in short there's simply not a more congenial spot for happily ever after than he. And that was Richard Burton uh, taking on uh, Camelot. Uh, we're still trying to get Mark Edward Lewis here. Uh, Mark, if you're listening and you can't make it uh, for one reason or another, we'd be happy to have you on next week. Uh, I'm going to do one more song and then uh, we'll tie it up for the week and I'll wish everybody a, uh, a good rest of the day. Uh, I also uh, uh, want to wish a uh, quick heads up and a, a, a good luck here. Break a leg, as they say, to uh, uh, my sister's friend Anastasia, who's going to be performing her uh, uh, stand-up comedy debut tonight at the uh, Comedy Nest in Montreal. I'm looking forward to going down there a little bit later for that. So, uh, uh, you know, it's should be a lot of fun so uh, just to wrap things up uh, i think what i'm going to do is i'm going to reach out for the jury uh, you know to uh one that i really enjoyed recently the uh, jersey boys and uh this is frankie valley in the four seasons can't take my eyes off of you i couldn't understand what lolo was trying to tell me i'm really starting to hate these ads all right You know, until now, she just can't.
do it for me on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, again, on behalf of my guest, Zach Lepofsky, uh, even Melissa Casey Ryan on the cutting room floor, I'll be back next week. Uh, until then, be good to each other, and cut, print, wrap, and I am... Now is another edition of The Cutting Room Floor with your host, Casey Ryan. Follow Casey on Twitter at Cutting Room MRB and on Facebook, The Cutting Room Floor. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.